I'm Christina May, the online pastor at World Harvest Church in Enid, Oklahoma. You're about to hear a spirit-filled message from our pastor. So grab your Bible, and if you're a coffee lover like me, grab a cup of coffee and get ready for a personal word that God has for you today. I'm glad I came to church today. Anybody else? I thought about sleeping in today and just letting somebody else preach, but I'm glad I got out of bed today, man. Well, grab your Bibles. I know we don't have a lot of time left in this service, but let me just share with you for the time we got remaining today just a couple of thoughts. And let, me, let, me, let me say this. I know that there's maybe some, I don't know if it's one or two, I don't know if it's a bunch, I don't know if you're necessarily here in the sanctuary or online, but you're hearing all this, you're seeing all this, and your thoughts you're processing right now what about me? What about my problem? What about my issue? And, and there's somebody that's hearing me right now. You, you are greatly, you're excited for these that I've taught, but you're discouraged because you feel like God has forgotten you. And I, I just want you to know God hasn't forgotten you. Okay? These are some incredible miracles that we've experienced here at World Harvest Church. Number one is we haven't exhausted the miracles. God's still in the miracle working business. Number two, I just want you to be encouraged and just keep believing God. Amen. Keep believing God. The greatest form, the greatest, the highest level of faith that you can operate in is believing God and trusting him with the results that you're seeing. And maybe I'll get into that here in just a few moments. I don't know. But I just wanted to speak that to somebody here. Come on. If you're believing God for a miracle, I just want you to simply say this. Say, my time's coming. My time's coming. Amen. You receive that? Amen. Let's pray as we enter into the scripture here for a few moments. Heavenly Father, we thank you so much, Lord God, for all that you've done in this service today, Lord God. And Father, I've just really just here just, my heart is full. <laughs> my heart is full just to, man, Lord, it's just, I just, wow. I just wasn't that long ago. I was asking you, God, where are the miracles today? And just like that, we've seen several miracles. <laughs> In the last few weeks, undeniable miracles. In the midst of potential tragedy, you've been there. Lord, in the midst of the crazy culture and the world around us, you've, you're there. In the midst of sickness, you're there. So, Lord, I thank you. I thank you, Lord Jesus. Lord, I don't have a lot of time left today with these people, but Lord, just help me over these next couple of moments that I do have just to... Speak exactly what you want brought forth here today. Lord, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your power today. Jesus, now let's I just, just stay in an attitude of where I just, um, I, I feel like there's some people watching online I just need to pray for. And if you're here in this service right now and you're in need of a miracle in your own life, just raise your hand. If you're in need of a miracle right now, raise your hand. Just keep, hold your hand up. Those that need a miracle right now, just hold your hand up. Hold it up and keep it up. Hold it up and keep it up. Online, you just, I know I can't see you, but God can. Raise your hand up or stretch your hand out here towards your screen you're watching on right now. Father God, I just ask that right now, Lord God, Father, that you just release, Lord God. Uh, I, I pray for a release, Lord God, of your power into these that have their hand up here in the sanctuary and those that are stretching their hands forth right now, wherever they're watching online, Lord God. Father, you know every situation. You're the miracle worker. Lord, we believe today. So, Lord, would you do your work? Do your work in these lives today in all of the way that you can. 
Father, we just pray for healing. We pray for restoration. Lord, we pray for clarity. Lord, may your love, your joy, your peace surround each one right now. Father, we just ask that you touch their lives right now in Jesus' name. Jesus' name. And if you receive that, I want you to say it with me. Say amen. Amen and amen. Amen, amen. Well, open your Bible or click on your device here for the next few moments to Mark chapter 11. Mark chapter 11. Man, it's good to be here. Amen. Man, look at somebody beside you. Tell them, I'm sure glad you made it to church today. Amen. Mark chapter 11. Let's just jump, jump down there right quick. I did have a full message prepared to wrap up our series been in called Thanks Living. Come on, how many of y'all are thankful today? Anybody thankful at this place today? You know, it's, we've been talking a lot about this, you know, the goodness of God and giving God thanks. And um, my, my goal for my life is that I'm not just giving God thanks during November or stopping during Thanksgiving and celebrating the goodness of God, but that I'm living a life of thanks, living a life of gratitude. Anybody else with me here today? You know, it's easy to kind of sit back and look at what God has done and be thankful for what he has done. It may be a little more difficult to look at the now and to find those things that God is doing, but I really do believe that if you will look into your life from a God perspective that you will see that God is doing something in your life today. Come on, how many of y'all, God is doing something right now? But I think where a lot of times people struggle is being able to see what God is going to do. Amen? Because it's easy that there's tangible things in my, that are behind me that I can say, wow, I see God in that. Whenever Evan got shot there in our hunting accident from a few weeks ago, I mean, it was just crazy, the traumatic event that found myself in in that. But I can look back now three weeks later and all of us can say, you know, God didn't, didn't keep him from that accident, but bless God, he was sure with us through the accident that took place there. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, you need to go back to three weeks ago and watch that service where I tell the story. But you know, God is, if, he, if he's done it before, I believe he's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. And I think where, I believe what the Lord wants just to stir us at today is that in the times that we're in, there are many people that have grown weak in their faith because of life happening, because of situations. Many are growing weak in their faith. And so just let me just share just a couple of quick thoughts with you here today because my ambition today is to stir you up. If I were a kitchen utensil today, I would be a spoon. I'd be a mixing spoon. I know I kind of carry the body of it here in the middle, especially after Thanksgiving. But uh, let's look with me at something that Jesus responds to his disciples with in Mark chapter 11. Uh, the story sets up here where Jesus is in this season of ministry where he is uh, staying at Bethany with friends in the town of Bethany and, and walking to Jerusalem to minister. And uh, one particular day, they're walking to Jerusalem one particular morning, I'm sure, and, uh, you know, it decides that he's a little hungry. Now, during that time, there wasn't the drive-through that was just quick that you could drive through and grab you whatever it is that you need to grab, you know, whether it's a McDonald's or a, a good old boomerangs or IHOP. So Jesus sees the fig tree, and so he goes over to take 
partake of the figs and the tree had no figs. And so the, the, the Bible tells us that Jesus cursed the fig tree, went on his way. Well, the next day they're coming back, walking the same journey from Bethany to Jerusalem. And Peter uh, looks over, sees the fig tree that there was at yesterday, but this time the fig tree's dead. And Peter's like, Jesus, check it out. The fig tree that you cursed is now dead. And of course, Jesus, you know, I just, he had a lot of grace and patience, right? If it was me, I would have looked over like, well, duh, you know, <laughs> of course it is. I cursed it. But I want you to see Jesus's response as he uses this moment as a teaching moment for his disciples. He says in Mark chapter 11, verse 22, now this is a familiar passage of scripture for many of y'all today. So I want to read it to all of us here today with a fresh look at this passage. I'm going to use the Passion Translation. The Passion Translation is a new translation of the Bible. It's a modern translation, but it brings a lot of passion into it. That's the Passion Translation. And so I want you to look at these couple verses with me here today in the Passion Translation. Verse 22, Mark chapter 11, Jesus replied, he says, let the faith of God be where? In you. Come on, say in me. Let the faith of God be in you. Verse 23, he said, listen to the truth that I speak to you. If someone says to this mountain with what kind of faith? Everybody say it with me. With great faith. Come on, everybody say great faith. With great faith and having no doubt, if they'll say mountain be lifted up and thrown into the midst of the sea and believes that what he, what? Says will happen. Help me out with these last four words here. It will be, it will be done. Verse 24. This is the reason that I urge you to now. Oh my goodness. This is why I want to read this to you out of the passion translation, not to just believe, but to what boldly believe, but to what to boldly believe for whatever you ask for in prayer, believe that you have received them and come on, finish out the passage with me and it will be everybody help me out. What yours. Now, Jesus gives really here some instructions on how to use our faith because he, he uses this as a teaching moment. He said, you know, whatever the mountain that lies before you now, think for, with me for just a moment. What challenge lies before you right now? Are you, do you have a challenge? Uh, there's some of you that are hearing me right now. Listen, some life has happened to you. You've got some stuff you're believing God for. Now, we see in this passage of Scripture here that Jesus tells us that if we'll just have the faith of God, the, the, God, of faith, the God kind of faith inside of us, then we, we're powerful. Amen? Come on. We can do something about the mountain that stands before us. He said, if we will, first of all, if we will simply believe. Believe and not doubt, right? If we will believe, and not just believe, but boldly believe. Is, is there anything impossible for God in your life? Come on, some of y'all got some stuff in your life like, man, I don't know, man, that's pretty big. But let me tell you, God, he is the expert of taking the pretty big, the nasty big stuff, the nasty mountains, and he can obliterate those things in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, anybody with me here at World Harvest today? He says, though, that if we will just simply, man, if we will boldly believe, do I have any bold people here today? Do I have any bold people that are believing God for some miracles? Do I have any bold people that are believing God for some breakthroughs? Come on, do I have any bold people here today that are not going to put up with what the enemy is bringing their way, that's going to stand firm-footed on the Word of God and say, devil, not today, not in my house, come on, not in my church, not in my business, not in my community. No, in Jesus' name, I'm going to, come on, anybody bold with me here today? 
Man, I think we need some people that are bold in faith today. He said, boldly believe. Listen, you got to understand that the basis of our life is living a life of faith. Living a life of faith. Let me give you a couple of scriptures in Hebrews. I wanted to get to Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. I wanted to nail down there, but I can't read verse 6 without talking about verse 1 of Hebrews chapter 11. All right? In other words, if you're going to be a Christian, and how many of y'all are Christian? Come on, how many of y'all love Jesus today? Let me hear you. Oh, that's a good sound. Family online, you missed out on a wonderful, woo, right there, man. Wow. Hebrews 11.1, 1, we see here that it says this, that now faith, again, I'm going to read it to you out of the Passion Translation, just to bring a fresh look at this. Now faith brings our hopes into reality and becomes the foundation needed to acquire the things that we, that we What? That we long for, leave that up there, Camille, for just a few moments there, that we long for. Let me just use this little bit of an example here. I'm going to use these chairs that I have on the stage here. There is this difference between the reality of life, in other words, what we're experiencing right now, versus what we feel that God has dropped into our heart and believing him for, right? This is what the scripture says here. The foundation needed to acquire the things that we long for. For what is it that God has stirred in your heart, that he's placed in your heart, for you to believe him for? Right? Come on, what is it there? Maybe for you, you're at this moment right now of brokenness, but you know that God has promised you wholeness. Maybe you're in the midst of a sickness, but God has promised you healing. Come on, maybe you're in the minutes, this, this place where you're like, dear God, my kids, they're, they're really stupid right now. They're running from God. And there's this, there's this space in between where you know that God wants to train up a child in the way they shall go in the end, they shall not depart. Come on, anybody with me here today? There is this place that we're standing in that we're like, realize, you know what, God, you dropped this in my heart and I'm going to believe you for it. Anybody believe in God for something in your life? Yeah. Amen. What has God put into your heart? That's the key. I've got things in my heart that I would like to have. They're pretty vain. Now, you know, I, I, I'm, this, this, I, I, I'm going to get criticism from both sides of the aisles on this thing. Listen, whatever God puts in your heart, believe him for it. Amen. Now, I'd also believe that he gives us the desires of our heart. But sometimes, man, I think we get a little weird sometimes. You know, like right now, I'm in this season. Of my life, I want a thermal rifle scope. That's very vain. I want you to understand. You know, but... <laughs> I would love to have it, God, but you know what? No, there's bigger issues in my life than having a thermal rifle scope right now. I mean, I believe in God for some things. Man, I believe in God for some supernatural provision for us as a church today, amen? Come on, I believe in God for some just expansion of his kingdom this next year. What are those things that God has put in your heart? He says here, to acquire the things that we long for, it is all the evidence required to prove what is still unseen. You see that? You see that there in the scripture? So, what is faith? Faith is the faith holds on to hope in this gap between where we're at now and what we what we know God is going to do right now I love when God miraculously does something instantaneously I love instant miracles believe and receive right then but you know what I've learned the majority of the miracles that I've experienced come over a little bit of t-i-m-e a little bit of time and you know, there's one thing I've learned about us human beings. We don't like the passing of T-I-M-E. Come on, I'm okay with believing God for what I believe he wanted to do in my life. God, if you would just take care of that. And if you do it now, I'd really appreciate it. Anybody else with me? 
we have an issue with the gap, with the gap. That's where faith is required. See, I find these moments in my life when I want to get to a utopic state in my life where everything is wonderful, where everybody treats me fine, where I have no lack, I have no need. I get to those moments in my life. But you know what? Look at what verse 6 says. What does Hebrews 11, 6 say? Again, Passion Translation, without faith. Without faith living within us, it would be, come on, help me out with the rest of that. Can we please God without faith? Bible's right there says we can't. Without faith living within us, it is impossible to please God. So if I'm at a place in my life where I don't, I'm not believing God for something, <laughs> the scripture says I'm not pleasing to God. Man, I don't want my life to be unpleasing to God. So I could probably speak for all of us here today. We're all standing in faith believing for something. Anybody else with me? Yeah. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. For we come to God in faith knowing that he is real and that he all rewards. He rewards the faith of those who give all their, I love the way the Passion Bible puts it, all of, of those who, what? Passionately seek him. Those who, what? Passionately seek him. Another rendering of it says to give all their passion and strength into seeking him. How pleasing is your life to God? Hold on. Hold on. Let, let me start wrapping this up here. Mark, Matthew chapter 11 tells us the story of Peter walking on the water. One of my favorite stories in the Bible about walking in faith. The story goes this way. One evening, the disciples get in a boat. Traditional way of crossing the sea, the, the lake there. Start crossing the sea in a boat. Guess what happens? A storm. The unexpected happens. Jesus held back, stays back. Time of refreshing. Back, you know, secluded, getting refreshed in a time of prayer. You know, Jesus, he didn't take the traditional form of transportation. He just walks on the water. How many of y'all know that's pretty cool? Amen. He walks on the water. That is, that is just stinking cool to me. You know, Jesus walked on the water. So he gets out there. This is the middle of the night. Disciples see him coming. One translation of the Bible says Jesus is actually intending on just walking past them. But they see Jesus out there and like, First of all, they think it's a ghost, and they realize it's Jesus. So Peter, again, he's the guy that was just kind of talking before we thought. He's like, Jesus, that's you. Can I come walk on the water with you? Now, I want you to see something here. Those of you who know the story know where I'm going with this. But Matthew chapter 14, verse 28, actually, let's pick it up in verse 29. Jesus' response to Peter was, yes, come. So Peter went over the side of the boat, and what did he do? He walked on the water towards Jesus. He walked on the water. How many steps did he take on the water? I have no idea. All I know, if he took one step, that was a miracle, right? But I want you to see the next verse, verse 30. But when he, what? When he, what? When he saw, when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified. And then what happened? He began to sink, save me, Lord. And he shouted, what happened to Peter? The miraculous was taking place. Peter, in the reality that he was in, there was something there that he was called to do and he started in the gap. He started walking. But what happened? He got in the gap, the space between, and fear set into his life. He doubted. But what caused the doubt? Anybody? 
Give me some response. What caused his doubt? What? What he saw. What he saw created the doubt. And again, this is just a very condensed version of the message that I had prepared for us today. The, the second just nugget I wanted to drop in your heart is this. What are you seeing? What do you see? Because what you see, and I'm not talking about with your physical eyes. I'm talking about with your internal eyes, your internalized perception of reality around you. What do you see? Because what you see, listen to me real close. What you see will either produce faith or fear. It'll, I can guarantee you, if all you do is watch the news channels, you won't live in fear. I heard a, uh, this lady was telling me the other day, she talked about how she's got an aunt, an old, uh, aunt, she's older, she spends all the time at home. She started watching Fox News almost uh, eight hours a day. She says she's the most cynical, fear, fearful person she knows in her life right now. I don't care if it's Fox News, CNN, whatever. If all you do is listen to the stuff of the world, if all you see, it's going to produce fear. Do you see the, the situation we're in right now as Christians? What you see is going to produce the thoughts. Your thoughts not dealt with properly or thoughts dealt with properly are going to produce an action. Your actions are going to produce a habit. Your habits are going to produce a lifestyle, which is going to produce results, good or bad. It all starts with what do you see? What do you see? What do you see? How do you see your life? I would just encourage you here today to really pray about your life, to pray about your situations, to really seek God. Because I could almost guarantee every one of us in this room now, now you've got two pictures, you've got two images before you. One is the image of failure. One of the one of the is the image of what ifs could happen, might happen. Better watch out; it will happen. And you got another image of God saying, "Just walk with me." It's that image of Peter as he stood out there in the middle of the water. If he would have just stayed focused on Jesus, he would have kept experiencing his power. But when he saw, when he saw the wind, the waves, when he saw the situation he was in, he began to think, what do you see? How do you see yourself? How do you see your life? I just want you, I just want to encourage you, just line it up with God's word. Come on, we're children of God. If you know Jesus, you're a child of God today. You're ch- and God is good, man. We sang in a few moments, oh, God is good. You may not feel like it right now, but you just say it out of your mouth. God is good. Come on, say that with me. Say, God, you're good. Come on, say it again. Say, God, you are good. Come on, one more time. God, you are good. Mm. Lord, help us to see what you see. And let me give you this little story. Just take two minutes. I read this story about this college professor. He was coming to the close of the semester and went to give his students the final exam. And it was a very hard class, very challenging class. And uh, so the day of the final, all the students are in the classroom. He told the students, he said, okay, before you take the test, I want to just give you an option. He said, for those you would like, He said, I will give you an automatic C on this exam and you don't have to take the test. And he said, how many of y'all would like to have an automatic C? Raise your hand. 
Three quarters of the class took him up on the offer. I'll take the C and not do the exam. So he said, okay, very well. Everyone of you that raise your hand, you've got a C. Congratulations, you can leave. As those got up and left, he looked at the remaining 25% that was left in the class. And he said, I wanna congratulate you on this test that I'm about to give you. I hope you're ready for it. He told them, I'm gonna pass out the papers to the test. You cannot turn the paper over until I say time to begin. Passed the papers out, went back to the front of the class and he said, okay, students, now it's time to take the test. Turn your papers over. The ones that were left there in the classroom were astonished when they flipped the paper over and all they saw was a simple sentence on the paper that said, congratulations, you have made an A. He told the students, he said, because you saw in you that you could do better than average, I've rewarded you with an A. Now, I don't know what that speaks to you, but I'll tell you what it speaks to me is this. We can see ourselves as just average and get by with it, just make it. Or we can say, you know what? God has created me for something greater, something better. I want you to stand to your feet with me here. Father, we thank you so much for believing in us, for your mercy, for your power, for your grace upon us. Lord, for that one that's here this morning and they've been struggling with their walk with you, Lord God. Father, I pray that you just draw them in tightly. Lord, for that one that's dealing with past, the past, the, the, the problems, the situations that have risen, Lord, I pray that you give them hope today. Lord, for those ones we've already prayed that are dealing with physical challenges, Lord God, heal their bodies. Lord, for that one that seems lost, give them hope. Lord, help us be people that are strong in faith here today. That we're not moved by the wind and the waves of life. We're strong in you. We're strong in faith today. Mm, let's, let's say this prayer. Say, dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for loving me, for being with me, Lord, my life is yours. Lord, I want to be strong in faith today. Lord, help me to stay focused upon you, to stay focused upon your ways, to be focused upon your word. Lord, I thank you that you're bringing me through every challenge that I'm facing right now. Come on, say this boldly. Say, I will not quit. I will not grow tired, but I'm going to keep running my race with you. In Jesus' name. Come on, say it one more time. Say, I am strong in faith. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Thanks again for listening. We hope that this message inspires, challenges, and fuels you up to take a real Jesus to a real world. If you'd like to connect with us in any way, please go to harvestenit.com slash connect. Or if you'd like to learn more about us as a church, please go and check us out at harvestenit.com. We can't wait to share another message with you next week.